Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. In a narrow 5-4 to four decision, the U.S. Supreme Court is granting the Biden administration's request to overturn a lower court ruling that allowed Texas to erect razor wire to deter migrants at the southern border. This paves the way for the razor wire to be removed by Border Patrol agents. At the same time, Supreme Court justices did not overturn rulings in support of the Texas floating border wall in the Rio Grande River. Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Amy Coney Barrett joined the court's three liberal members in the ruling. Former President Donald Trump getting primetime interview coverage on Fox News ahead of the New Hampshire primaries. During a Trump interview with host Sean Hannity last night, the former president railed against President Biden's policies at the southern border. They come in totally unchecked, totally, uh, they call it unvetted. They, they're pouring into our country now and they're coming from prisons, mental institutions, and you have a lot of terrorists coming in. Trump also accused Biden of weaponizing the Justice Department to hurt him politically. As he made that claim, Trump also said it doesn't matter and that voters are rallying behind him anyway. The Biden administration is forgiving more student loan debt. The Biden administration is forgiving nearly $5 billion in student debt for around 74,000 Americans. The White House saying more than half of the borrowers eligible for the debt relief are teachers, nurses, firefighters, and others who worked in public sector jobs for more than a decade. USA's Tim Berg. The U.S. Navy is identifying two Navy SEALs who are now presumed dead after they went missing in the waters of the Gulf of Aden near Somalia. The Navy said as Christopher Chambers and Nathan Ingram vanished earlier this month as they deployed on a special covert mission to capture Iranian missile parts on their way to Yemen. One SEAL fell into rough waters, the other tried to rescue him. This is USA News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Seven million children suffer from asthma, more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Florida is trying to get the U.S. Supreme Court to uphold a state law that places restrictions on social media platforms. The legislation would prevent large tech companies from banning political candidates and require the platforms to create a list of content standards. 
The high court previously blocked portions of the measure from taking effect, while several big tech organizations continue to challenge the constitutionality of it. Millions of cicadas are expected to arrive in the United States later on this year. Two broods are ready to converge on the U.S. at the same time. This spring, the Midwest and Southeast will be taken over by cicadas in droves. The Great Southern Brood and the Northern Illinois Brood will be part of a dual emergence. The last time they lined up, Thomas Jefferson was president. And after this spring, it will be another 221 years before it happens again. USA's Corey Myers. United Airlines forecasting a first quarter loss after the FAA grounded Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets this month. Both United and Alaska Airlines have had to cancel hundreds of flights because of the door plug near disaster weeks ago. Get ready for one more from the Piano Man, Billy Joel, set to release his first new single in almost two decades. Turn the lights back on. It'll hit music outlets everywhere on February 1st. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-559-7562 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-559-7562. That's 800-559-7562. We're back with you, America. Bill Martinez here. Great to have you with us. Six minutes after the top of the hour. Jack Warren Jr. is going to be joining us to talk about his new book, Freedom, The Enduring Importance of the American Revolution. Uh, Jack, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Delighted to be with you. Well, um, anything that talks about freedom, the American way of life, and to revisit these founding principles that are so important, because that has been a consistent rallying cry that we have been Uh, shouting from the timbers for the last couple of years, Jack, and that is that we've got to return to first principles. And your book helps us realize the importance of first principles and what it did in terms of, um, you know, freedom and the American idea. Absolutely. uh, My premise is that the American Revolution is the central event in our history. It defines our national ideals. It, It sets us on the path to you know, continuous reform and improvement over the last 250 years. Uh, uh, it is the basis of our national history and our national life and will be going forward. I, I, I'm actually very optimistic about the future of this country, despite all of our partisan bickering. Yeah. You know, Jack, it would be one thing if we hadn't done it before, but the fact that it is that we have. And so, and we have this history, this rich history, history that established the beginnings of this great country of ours, it's kind of in a sense like a, you know, it should be a checklist against, uh, you know, our modern government. How are we doing in regards to uh, the freedom principles that our founding fathers 
put into place for us. Kind of like a, a, a pilot. One of the things they do before they even get on the plane, um, you know, they check instruments. They check every aspect of that plane to make sure that it can take off and land and accomplish its mission, right? And I see that uh, this is something that we can learn from pilots and other organizations that do similar things that, uh, you know, really, in a sense, uh, though it may not be directly in front of us, it definitely is a byproduct. And that is that uh, it's a clear choice between life and death. The things that the uh, principles that the founding fathers put before us in the U.S. Constitution promotes life. And, And in a sense, if we violate those things, that promote life, it's like violating um, violating gravity, and you end up in a lot of pain, don't you? Oh, absolutely. The American Revolution articulated basic ideals, which I know the revolution was 250 years ago, and a lot of people, well, that's remote history. It really isn't. Um, mm. You know, in, 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 in global history, it's really just yesterday. I mean, and the ideals that the revolution articulated are relevant to everyday life. Personal independence, as well as national independence. Liberty, which is the absence of restraint. Uh, Equality, uh, which is a bedrock principle articulated in the Declaration of Independence. Natural and civil rights, and we tend to confuse those two things, natural rights Mm -hmm. and civil rights. Uh, And responsible citizenship. Those are the bedrock principles articulated by the American Revolution, and they are as important to us today. They're your checklist, if you will. How right. are we doing against those things? I agree with that that, that way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you talk about the difference between natural and civil. Um, again, lest there be any confusion about it, um, clarify that for our listeners so they understand when you're talking natural, we're talking those inalienable rights that naturally come from God as opposed to what comes from government, right? Well, yes. Um, natural rights are rights, I mean, they've been explored by philosophers for a couple of hundred years before our revolution, but our revolutionaries were the first generation to actually build a government based on a principle of natural right. That is the rights which inherit in the human condition, which are the mm-hmm. same for all people, in all places, in all times. Um, they, they belong to people on the other side of the globe as they do to us, even if they exactly. are being violated and trampled on by others. Civil rights are rights which are, cre- are defined, by, they're defined by government uh, and have to be consistent with your natural rights, but they're different. They're the rights that, uh, that make it possible for us to live in our civil society, which is going to be different based on cultural mm-hmm. circumstances from those of others. So civil rights can vary from country to country, place to place, and from time to time. And a lot of our arguments in politics today, uh, and in fact throughout our history, have involved um, the extent and shape of our civil rights as opposed to our natural rights. You know, you think about those two expressions, natural and civil rights. I mean, what, what, what brilliant perception, you know, to bring that to bear uh, when the founding and the framers of our country uh, established the U.S. Constitution, right? I mean, to me, it's genius. It is. One of the things I emphasize in the book, and I, that, I, that I want the, I really want readers and, and, and your listeners to embrace, is the idea that the American Revolution, the great accomplishment which defined these ideals, didn't fulfill all of them. Make no mistake. Mm-hmm. Our history is a story of how we have you know, worked on fulfilling all of those high ideals. Um, the, the Revolution 
these great achievements were the achievements not just of a group um, people call as you are the founding fathers, um, uh-huh. but of hundreds of thousands of Americans of all kinds who embraced the opportunities po- presented by the American Revolution to fulfill their own highest aspirations. And together, hundreds of thousands of people achieve you know, the great things that our revolution accomplished. And that's very important because today people are arguing, well, the revolution was, you know, it wasn't necessarily all that beneficial, and it was foisted on Americans by a narrow and specialized elite uh, wealthy mm-hmm. people who were promoting their own interests, which is as far from the truth as it can possibly be. Revolution was a vast popular movement. And so when we celebrate all these ideals that the revolution articulated, expressed, and, and left to us, we're actually celebrating the, the achievement not just of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, great figures. I spent much of my career as an editor of George Washington's papers, so I have the mm. utmost respect for him. Um, mm. But of all kinds of ordinary people um, who embrace the revolutionary cause, and whose ideals are embedded in what we do. And those are men and women, black and white, rich and poor. Um, It was an extraordinary popular movement, and I want people to understand that it wasn't something that was somehow imposed on America by some narrow group of people pursuing their own private interests. How many people would be willing to lay it all on the line? You know, their treasure, their honor, their very lives for freedom and this idea and as you say, it wasn't, you know, when you consider the times, it wasn't that there was 100% agreement. There wasn't. But this was an organic movement, and it had enough inertia that carried the day in spite of those that wanted to remain faithful to the crown and didn't want to participate in this revolution. This truly was a revolution that, um, you know, ha- has not been duplicated since. Others have tried to you know, pick up on it. But I I think what uh, makes the difference is the commitment, as you say, the commitment and belief of those who participated that were willing to put even their lives on the line. No, it it was an extraordinary thing. Um, And and we get complacent about it. You know, we look Mm -hmm. at the portraits that, you know, we've left over from that time, you know, sort of stuffy looking old men. Uh, with white hair and strange clothes, and we, you know, we, 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 we mistake it. The revolution was fought by primarily the, the soldiers of the revolution were very young men, many of them teenagers. Um, and the old cliches that, you know, some of us grew up learning about the revolution, you know, that men walked through, literally walked through snow and ice without shoes uh, because there, you know, were none to be had uh, with, 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 you know, flintlocks on their shoulders. Those stories are actually quite true. Exactly. Really, well, Jack, really real, 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 real quick, we got, we, we got to go to break. Let's pick it up on the other side. More from Jack Warren after this. Stay with us. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. 
These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you, too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. If you're 65 or older and Medicare is your main source of insurance, pay close attention right now and listen for details on how you may save thousands of dollars on your health care costs. Did you know that Medicare can pay for things like dental visits, home delivery of drugs, even a gym membership? Call us right now and learn how to unlock all your Medicare benefits. Medicare and supplemental plans that we provide can even offer you drug coverage with zero copays and pay for transportation to your doctors. Medicare plans can offer you wonderful money-saving benefits, but you've got to call now. We'll help you get the most out of your Medicare. Make this free, no-obligation call now. Save a ton of money on your health care costs and get the code to unlock all your earned Medicare benefits. Paid for by Senior Choice Plan. 800-796-3954 800-796-3954 That's 800-796-3954 How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right, for about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it, and you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than two bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-699-0358. 800-699-0358. That's 800-699-0358. Right here, right now. Bill Martinez. Welcome back, America. 19 minutes after the top of the hour, fresh and independent, just the way you like to hear from us. Uh, our conversation with Jack Warren Jr. continues about his book, Freedom, The Enduring Importance of the American Revolution. Jack, I want to pick up where we left off. I'm sorry I had to cut you off there, but we had to go to break. Go ahead. Oh, I, I just want to emphasize that, that the, the breadth and depth of American 
commitment and involvement in our Revolutionary War, even those people that we talk about the Loyalists sometimes, people mm-hmm. who were uh, wanted to remain loyal to the Crown, many of them, you know, actually shared uh, the the principles of their of the opposition of, of the American Revolutionaries. They just lacked faith that we could mm-hmm. we could win, uh, that we could in fact defeat the British. And so it's one of the mistakes that commonly circulated today that, oh, well, the American Revolution, once the war began, uh, because Britain was so far away, so the American victory was more or less preordained nonsense. Mm. Um, Britain was one of the most powerful military uh, nations of that generation. It had the greatest exactly. navy in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't have the largest army. The French had a far larger army than the British. But, you know, most Americans lived within 100 miles of, of the ocean. Uh, at the time of the American Revolution, and, uh, and Britain's navy was uh, preeminent in the world, and they could impose their will on coastal areas, uh, but what they couldn't do, they couldn't reach into the interior, they couldn't feed their troops on American, you know, based on American farms and foraging. Uh, Washington denied them that for year after year, of tough and bitter war. Uh, it, it's an extraordinary epic story, uh, and and it isn't something, you know, we, we need to embrace it. We need to accept that we are history's great revolutionary people. Exactly. We, rejected, we rejected the inequality and the, the, you know, the aristocracies and monarchies which had just dominated the world throughout human history. Up to mm-hmm. the time of the American Revolution, everyone in the world was led, every government was controlled by some kind of monarch. You can call him a chief, a czar, an emperor, mm-hmm. exactly. whatever you like. And ours was the first government based on modern government, based on the principles of, of, of republican idealism and of universal equality. Sure, we didn't realize everything that our that those those values uh, suggested that wouldn't where we would go, but we did. We we've, we've marched forward for 250 years. Uh, right now, we're suffering a crisis of confidence in who we are, we, and many Americans question the value of our history and our past. They shouldn't, mm-hmm. and that's one of the purposes of this book, is to recall Americans uh, to appreciate uh, the, you know, the rich experience of our revolution that, mm-hmm. that created these values, that, that articulated these values, which still guide us today. You know, Jack, you touch on something significant here. You say that... Uh... Uh, you know, the nation is confused and, and maybe has lost confidence. And, and I, I think we've lost our identity. Um, well, it's fair to say that we are suffering in an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. But in that crisis is great opportunity. Yes. Um, it's an opportunity to people recognize that we are in a crisis, which makes them listen. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe 10 years ago, we were, in, we were really sliding down the slope toward this in the same kind of crisis, but people didn't appreciate the depth of uh, of the problem. They didn't, but now they do. I think people are awake to the mm. importance of our history, uh, and they're prepared to have serious public discussion about it. Now, some of it's ugly, and a lot of it generates more heat than light. Um, mm. But out of it, I hope, I believe, I'm convinced, can come a renewal of kind of American patriotism we haven't seen in a long time, uh, a thoughtful patriotism, not, not a well, knee-jerk patriotism, but a thoughtful one, uh, mm-hmm. not based on, on militancy or bigotry, but in fact based on shared values that, that promote the interests of all Americans. And those shared values that unite us, not the ones that divide us. See, this is why, to me, I believe the whole political uh, 
element of our government and our on our way of life is problematic because by design it uh, it creates tension that's not so dynamic that uh, you know comes with a a purposeful meaning after it's said and done it, it now it's kind of eroded to the point that uh, it's about deconstruction not reformation or construction does that make sense it does we we are we're we're people are pushed to extremes at the moment um but i, I believe can i'm convinced uh it's an old phrase uh sometimes used disparagingly i think there's a silent majority they're not quite as silent today as they were five years ago or ten years ago. A silent right. majority of Americans who are who are sort of militantly centrist. Some of them would call themselves conservatives. Some would call themselves liberals. But the, the truth is, there are basic principles at work in our country that that we can agree on if we will, as you said at the top of of our interview, uh, recur to first principles. It's a very mm. old philosophical idea. Um, right. You know, review where you know what you really stand for at, at its root, and then exactly, and then expose those. If people dis- disagree, and there are people I think today who do, um, have an honest discussion about those without name calling, without calling the other side an ignorant bigot, which is what's going on at the moment, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and 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 have a real dialogue about what our values are and and, and what unites us. As exactly. Well, and, and the the positive thing of all this, when it comes down to it, Jack, it's not like we haven't been there before. It isn't like we haven't done it at all. It's not like we are like the founding fathers who started with a clean sheet of paper and a bunch of different ideas and research, you know, looking into past history uh, of, of governments. Uh, we have, I believe, one of the greatest forms of government that God has ever bestowed and shared upon any other nation. And when we're faithful to that, it seems to go well for us. It's when we violate that. And right now, you're right. I mean, we've got some headwinds to deal with because what's happened is that too much, I mean, forget about the silent majority, we've got that, that loud group of people who have been formed and fashioned by a, a government that uh, has told them when and how, uh, given them money, have basically uh, paid for their conscience and and their morality, and uh, you know they, they've lost they've lost their way, and they are a formidable force that we have to because I believe as you do, Jack, I, I am hopeful for this nation, and we have uh, truth. We've got experience. Uh, there is practical experience and examples of how this can work, how it's proven itself time and time again. But we have to have, you know, find a way to, as you say, connect uh, with people of all philosophies to be able to say, hey, this is this is what is on the table here. What do you have to add or take away? What is problematic? Can we reason together and come together in such a way for the good of the next generation. I couldn't agree more. We need to have a serious discussion about uh, all kinds of things in our public life, about endless costly wars, do we have compulsory overreaching government schools, bloated budgets, government debts, systems of racial preference and discrimination, politics dominated by careerists. Is this what we want? Let's call things by what they are. The good news is, 
that the United States is much more than its government. And the revolution, while you know, we think about what government it created in the Constitution uh, of the United States, um, the government is, is not the same as the American people or the American nation. Uh, you know, wildly successful nation, uh, a government that is problematic at the moment. Uh, we're engaged in all kinds of, of partisan debates about what government should be doing. Um, of course, the founders, they wanted a, a much smaller government than the one we imagine. Uh, that's one of the things that if you could draw them into the present uh, mm-hmm. and talk to them, they, 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 they would be flabbergasted by the number of things that many people expect government to do. Well, J- well Jack, we're, we're, we're out of time. We've got to leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a must-read, and this will inspire you and re-engage you with these founding principles that we've been talking about. Uh, Jack D. Warren, Jr., he's the author of the American Revolution Institute of the Society of the Cincinnati Freedom, is the title of the book, The Enduring Importance of the American Revolution. Jack, thanks again for the time. Appreciate it. Delighted to be with you. Thank you for having me. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-705-6581-800-705-6581-800-705-6581. That's 800-705-6581. USA News Update. Democrats are dialing in on the issue of abortion as election season rolls forward. Nearly two years since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, there's a new initiative marking 51 years since the landmark court decision was made to legalize abortion. Democrats like Vice President Kamala Harris say Republicans are waging an offensive against women. In America, freedom is not to be given. It is not to be bestowed. It is ours by right. Republicans are debating the prospect of passing a federal ban on abortion. There are no reports of any serious damage early this morning following another earthquake in California. The magnitude 4.3 quake struck off the coast of northern California last night. More than 100 people reported feeling it. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. I need help with my taxes. Where can I find free tax help? If you make $54,000 a year or less, you can participate in the IRS Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, VITA, or the Tax Counseling for the Elderly, TCE, programs. IRS-certified volunteers provide free basic tax prep for low- to moderate-income taxpayers. The TCE program is specifically for taxpayers age 60 and older. Go to irs.gov and enter Free Tax Prep in the search box to find a VITA or TCE site near you. Hosea works on a farm. Safety is important. His boss calls 811 to determine where it's okay to dig. This protects Jose from hitting an underground line and from serious injury. 
Because Jose can't tell exactly where or how deep the lines are, he doesn't dig until 811 tells him it's safe. The most important thing is that Jose works safe and goes home to his family. For more information, visit farmsafe811.org. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. Happy Friday to you. Bill Martinez here. Akash Chugli going to be joining us, the Vice President of Americans for Prosperity. He's got the latest Bidenomics news. Uh, as if um, you don't need more bad news, but uh, it is the reality. It is the world we're living in. Of course, talking about inflation, as we uh, mentioned with Liz Peake earlier, you know, the budget debate and uh, a border just to uh, get underway. Akash, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us, sir. Good to be back on with you, Bill. Well, um, there is lots of pain here in River City. Uh, Joe Biden uh, and his administration, you know, they blame the media. They say, well, it's the media's fault that uh, actually things are just so good for uh, Americans. They don't even realize it because of, uh, you know, the bad reporting that, uh, you know, fake news. Now it's interesting, you know, <laughs> that fake news is, uh, is doing in, in terms of countermanding all the great benefits of Bidenomics. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hilarious and ironic to think that the democratic administration thinks the media the mainstream media is out to get them uh mm-hmm. when it comes to reporting on the economy the fact of the matter is the numbers themselves are painful for the american people prices are up more than 17 percent since president biden took office that continues to be by far the number one concern of the american people is the economy and its inflation and i think the thing that's important to note is why inflation is so bad to begin with and that is the trillions and trillions of dollars in reckless spending that this administration pushed through with the help of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer when they controlled Congress uh, exactly. last time around. Well, we're $34 trillions, uh, trillion dollars in debt and counting. Uh, not only that, Akash, I, I think you would agree that it was also uh, his, uh, you know, one of the first executive orders that he put into play, and that was uh, turning off the spigot of our uh, oil energy sector, and uh, and then forcing this green fiasco, this green agenda on us that's been an absolute fiasco, uh, you know, and here you've got uh, all these EVs that are sitting in parking lots. Hertz decides to, uh, you know, jettison their fleet. They want nothing to do. They can't they can't even get people to rent these EVs. They're, it's so ridiculous that, uh, you know, these cars are going to be turning into expensive paperweights, I guess. Yeah, no, there, there, there's no question about it. Um, and you mentioned the energy and environmental sector, but really every single agency in this administration has regulated and regulated and regulated. Thousands and thousands of pages of new rules, new restrictions on entrepreneurs, job creators, small businesses, big businesses, consumers, right? It's energy, it's labor, it's financial services. Uh, I think the EVs are a particularly egregious example, right, where you now have auto companies losing thousands and thousands of dollars on every vehicle. You have the industry mm-hmm. itself that is heavily reliant on China for some of its sort of core inputs, while we're, you know, both parties have kind of agreed that China is our primary adversary and we need to be uh, kind of rethinking our economic relationship with them. And so it's sort of mistake after mistake after mistake from this administration. The border mm-hmm. is obviously an absolute disaster. The, the irony is, Bill, that these are not difficult problems for the administration to solve or even to seem like they're trying to solve, and it would help them politically. The president's numbers are terrible. Uh, He needs all the help he can get in this presidential election year. The the victories or the improvements are right there for the taking. 
if he is willing to uh, to tell his radical far left flank to go fly a kite, frankly, and get serious exactly. about this stuff, but they seem unwilling to do so. Yeah, I mean, they don't care about the pain that the American people are in. I mean, paying a thousand dollars more for you know groceries every month, living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, uh, you've got a majority of Americans that couldn't handle a thousand dollar you know emergency. I mean, th- th- this is this is serious and. Uh, you know, and and like you said, it's just it it's it could be easily relieved, and I guess that's even the you know you know the uh, the the announcement or at least the position that Republicans have have said. Uh, you know, Mike Johnson said to President Biden, you know, we can get this budget stuff squared away, and and you can get your funding for Ukraine and Israel, but you know, let's take care of the border. Let's just you know, let's just make a decision to do some practical things that were you know, commonsensical previously, um, you know, we'll give you the credit, you know, uh, whatever. Let's just let's just turn this around. And we just cannot continue to have open borders and impact our economy like this. But, you know, w- whether it's that or, you know, the hooties, I mean, it's like you're going to take so long to decide to put the hooties back on the terrorist list after they've, uh, you know, sent off, you know, <laughs> and attacked us, you know, what, what uh, several dozen times already. And uh, it's clear, and they've made it, you know, real clear themselves that, uh, you know, they're going to continue on with their terrorist activities. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. And you raise an important point when it comes to the Republicans, but I think Speaker Mike Johnson has done a very good job of this, and that is uh, to appear as though they're the party of common sense solutions. There's a, there's a chunk in the House Republican conference that doesn't want to do that, right? They want to play brinksmanship. They want to threaten a shutdown. And, and they all have the common goals in mind of securing the border, getting spending under control. But we've got to be smart about how Republicans are going about doing that, being realistic about the expectations dealing with the Democratic Senate and a Democratic White House, right? We're not going to get the perfect border security bill that we want uh, signed by President Biden. That's just a fact of life. We have to be willing to, to deal, to uh, do what we can, accomplish what we can to move the ball in the right direction. Obviously, hope that the November elections go well. But one way we can guarantee the November elections go well is if Republicans are seen as the party of common sense solutions. Exactly. Uh, and President Biden is seen as, as unreasonable, which he has been on all these issues for, for years now. Well, Akashi, you bring up an excellent point here. I mean, this is a victory to be um, you know, positioned in such a way by the Republicans if they can come together. And as you say, just, I mean, you got to go back and, and remember what Ronald Reagan said. Uh, even if you don't get, you know, 100%, if you get 50%, I mean, at least you're moving in the right direction, so to speak. That's my uh, loose, uh, you know, interpretation uh, of what, uh, you know, President Reagan said. And and then it sets uh, it sets Republicans up for you know for the elections coming up because it demonstrates to the American people that you're exactly right that uh, you know they can do some positive things on behalf of uh, you know on behalf of the American people. No, that's exactly right, and, and we saw a lesson in how not to do that. The Freedom Caucus again, generally good members, conservative members who want to do the right thing. I think tactically they're making some mistakes that your listeners. Mm-hmm should be aware of. Just last week, they defeated a rural vote, which is essentially a procedural step to get to the point of voting on a bunch of common sense reforms, overturning Biden rules and things like that. And so because they defeated this rural vote, the House was unable to pass these bills that would have painted a contrast, an important contrast, between House Republicans and the administration. And they say they're doing it you know, to punish the Speaker or, or because they're unhappy with how the, you know, the, the House is being run. Um, it really is unfortunate because those tactical mistakes 
in the pursuit of shared goals are, are stopping Republicans from painting that contrast with the administration. And I think you have exactly the right approach, which is let's focus on getting those bills through the House. Exactly. The on the Senate. Why aren't they moving them and, and be united for the rest of this year? You know, Akash, you, you brought something up earlier, and I want to revisit that issue, and that is Regulation Nation. Um, Barack Obama had introduced Regulation Nation and did so much damage to the economy in a very subtle manner. You know, we ended up paying more in taxes, the effects of Regulation uh, and Nation, and the and the really the net effect of what is turned into a, another branch of government, uh, you know, and this is why the Chevron decision, uh, which, uh, you know, came to us in 1984 and opened the door to all this regulation that's taken place. And when Donald Trump came into office, remember, he said, look, at for every new regulation, we're going to take two out, right? And then it got up to uh, where it was for every new one, uh, I think it got as high as 20 regulations. That's how many regulations are out there. But this Chevron decision that's before SCOTUS right now could be huge. And this could be contributory to, um, you know, really positioning uh, our economy under a new president. Uh, Get Biden out of there because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the understanding. I mean, they're so ideologically fixed. They can't even see, you know, the possibilities, the positive possibilities of what, uh, you know, this uh, Chevron decision, you know, could have on our economy. Yeah, this is absolutely huge. I'm glad you brought this up. Hopefully it's something your listeners have been seeing coverage of in the press. And if they, they haven't, then they should. The oral arguments for yesterday, we'll expect a decision late June, like these big Supreme Court decisions often do. Essentially, what this decision, what's called Chevron deference, what this is about is Congress deferring to these unelected bureaucrats, these agencies, to make interpreting decisions about how to, how to implement the law. These agencies simply should not have the authority to do that. Congress, when elected by the people, need to be the ones writing these rules. Agencies implement programs, they administer programs, they should not be making policy decisions. Eliminating Chevron deference, which the court should do, would put power back in the hands of our elected representatives, not these unaccountable bureaucrats. Got to go to break. More from Akash after this. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-705-6581-800-705-6581-800-705-6581. That's 800-705-6581. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? computer crashed then you need an arw home warranty home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year with an a-plus bbb rating and a top-rated home warranty company on consumer affairs and trust pilot arw home provides superior service featuring the industry's lowest service call fee arw home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances 
heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-559-7562 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-559-7562. That's 800-559-7562. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. Fred Dreyer here for the product I use and love, Balance7.com. Are you suffering with heartburn? Get relief from Balance 7. You know, most people are able to go back to eating the foods they enjoy with Balance 7. Please, don't be stubborn. This really works. You're just a sip away from enjoying the foods you like. Try Balance 7 with a money-back guarantee. Are you experiencing fatigue and brain fog? So many people complain that in the afternoon, their energy seems to disappear and the brain becomes foggy. Balance 7 neutralizes the acids in your body. This aids your digestion. The energy from food is more effective and afternoon brain fog fades away. Balance 7 is the answer. Go to Balance7.com or call 800-793-9039. That's 800-793-9039. Mention the code word FRED and get $10 off your order. Call 800-793-9039 and mention the code word FRED. Get heartburn relief and more with my favorite, Balance7.com. Talking with the Vice President of Americans for Prosperity, Akash Chudley continues with us. And, uh, you know, we may have gotten a little wonky on you, and I apologize, but, you know, the, again, you need to understand what's going on in your government and why you're uncomfortable. You know you're uncomfortable. Maybe you can't put your finger on it because you're not spending enough time. Maybe, you know, you're more interested in uh, all the other amusements that's going on there. But because we've been so interested and, um, you, you know, and we've taken our eye off the ball here because this is a, uh, a representative government, all right? And the only way you can make sure that you're being represented properly is for you to hold them accountable. We the people, okay, just by those three powerful words in our Constitution, commands our involvement. This is a participation type you know, organization and organism. You can't check out. You check out and you've got the 21st century American government that we have today with all its corruption, all its inefficiencies, all the taxation, and, uh, you know, we the people are suffering for it. And uh, so some of this nuance, and I appreciate Akash going through this process, 
you know, particularly talking about Regulation Nation and how this has come about. And, you know, Akash, at the very core of all this deal, and I've had a problem with this going back forever, and that is, unfortunately, our elected officials, you know, they, they come and they campaign and they tell us all these great ideas and what they're going to do for us, and then they go into the swamp. And they, they go to D.C., and D.C., in, in their first day of orientation, says, uh, I know you made all these promises back home, but let me tell you, now that you got elected, your most important thing you can do is to get reelected. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right. The incentives are completely screwed up. Um, yeah. You know, it, it used to be that before the rise of cable television and, you know, social media and all this stuff, your incentive was to go to Washington, represent your constituents, and, and get a job done. Today, the, the incentives are to get on TV, raise small dollars, um, and so you have this kind of twin problem of ineffective lawmakers who are not serious about doing their jobs, who then are totally fine with with whatever laws they pass, deferring power to these unelected bureaucrats in these federal agencies. This is a problem exactly. that Republicans and Democrats are to blame for. This Chevron mm-hmm. deference case could reverse yes. it. But I think we need, one, to demand much more, much better of our elected officials. And two, we need to return the branches of government to their rightful role in our, our Democratic Republic. Well, there's something wrong with the incentive system here because we're incentivizing our representatives to go along with this. And so I would be curious to see how much money, how much, you know, um, election money is transferred within that bureaucracy, within that organism that says, okay, you need to follow this pattern. You need to vote this way uh, to, uh, you know, buttress and reinforce regulation nation and the 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 chevron deference here uh and if you do that accordingly then you know you're going to get a little kiss here we're going to we're going to add a little money into your re-election coffers here and and i'd be curious to find how that dynamic is working go ahead i'll I'll give you two examples bill where this has become a major problem um one was with in in the 1970s congress passed the clean air act the clean water act right good laws Mm -hmm. and do something important the EPA has just taken the interpretation of the Clean Water Act so far beyond what it was ever intended to be. If you remember, President Obama and now President Biden did this Waters of the U.S. rule where it utilized the, the Clean Water Act to allow the EPA to regulate literally puddles in people's backyards, seasonal puddles that come and go as the seasons change, all of a sudden was under the jurisdiction of the EPA, obviously not something Congress ever intended Another place, and, and um, you know, this is, again, a very sort of small amount of money in the grand scheme of things, but is indicative of a problem, is when you have agencies like the Department of Labor, they give out grants to, to unions and to trade associations and all these other things for, you know, workplace safety and training and all these other things that we need our workforce to be able to do. There's zero, near zero oversight from Congress on who's getting those dollars, what they're being spent for. Are they being used properly? Are they going to political organizations? Are they going to ideological nonprofit organizations? Congress has the power of the purse. Congress Mm. should have way more say, way more detail, way more prescription in the laws they pass to say, look, if we're passing grants for workplace safety and training, you organization, you need to tell us exactly who you are, what you're doing. It can't be spent on politics, and we need to provide you know, significant, deep oversight on how these dollars are being spent, because those dollars belong to the American people, the American taxpayer, and that's what we are accountable to, not to these, you know, left-wing nonprofits that say they're doing something noteworthy and then are just using it on political purposes. Those, that's, those are two well, places exactly. that Congress has not exercised the authority that they should. 
Well, Kosh, you bring up something here. You know, today happens to be a March for Life. It's been going on for, you know, since yesterday. You've got March for Life in D.C. You've got uh, Walk for Life that will take place over the weekend in, in California, West Coast. Uh, and you look, you know, to your exact point here, uh, Planned Parenthood. How much money Planned Parenthood gets, uh, I, I mean, the millions, I mean, over a billion dollars, and yet for care centers who are there to really offer not only health care, you know, for women uh, who are pregnant and their families after the delivery of the child, they get a million dollars compared to what one point, I think one point eight billion that Planned Parenthood gets. I mean, yep, that's exactly right. It's, it's hundreds of millions of dollars a year. Um, and, you know, the, the March tomorrow, very notable cause and all that. Um, and you know, people are going to brave the snow or t- today, I should say. Um, they're going to brave the snow and the cold um, for you know a number of reforms. One of which is very common sense, which is that the taxpayers should not be paying for this. People can disagree exactly. on the substance of the policy issue. There is zero role of government to be had in funding an organization like that that's involved in that kind of activity, regardless of what other you know healthcare they provide and the other things that they do. Money is fungible. Congress mm. says they won't fund it. They should not be giving organizations like that money because that money can obviously free up other dollars to do stuff that the American people uh, don't want their dollars going towards. And so, um, you know, I think this is another place that it's, it's low-hanging fruit. It should be a pretty simple reform um, mm. that, that Congress simply needs to step up and say that we control the power of the purse and we're going to do this. Yeah, I, I think it's quite ironic. This is all part of the temporary assistance for needy families, right? The TAN funds? Yep that they pull this out of. So now here it is, you give uh, uh, an abortion, you know, a global abortion giant like Planned Parenthood that uh, does about 40% of all U.S. abortions. Uh, that that you know, You're killing families. You're not assisting needy families. You give them $1.8 billion in federal funding. Uh, that's what has been given to them over the past three years. I mean, th- this is how crazy this is, right? Well, you know... I think I would say this, Bill. One of the things that your listeners can do is they can demand that Congress get serious about this problem. And when I say get serious, that doesn't just mean, oh, shut down the government. We're going to threaten a shutdown over whatever policy reform every time government funding comes up. It needs to be a priority, right? If you remember Mm -hmm. back in 2008, 2009, 2010, the Tea Party wave, reckless federal spending was the number one priority of the conservative base of of activists and Republican voters. For, you know, sometimes with good reason, that ceased to be the case. Other issues came up, right? You've got DEI issues and immigration issues and the border and all this stuff. Congress is not going to get – they're going to talk the talk. They will not walk the walk until their voters right. demand that they walk the walk. And think about even in the presidential primary, right? You've got – you know, obviously, Governor DeSantis is a strong record. President Trump, Trump did some important things in regulation. But Ambassador Haley is really the only one who is seriously making federal spending a focus of her campaign, saying she'll veto any – spending bill that doesn't take us back to pre-COVID levels. She's pledged to get rid of earmarks. She's you know, made a number, number of other commitments on spending. I think that's important because it needs to be a priority. It needs to be something that Republicans are willing to spend political capital on. And exactly. On. And they're only going to do that if their voters demand it. Well, you know, you mentioned the Tea Party uh, and the movement that they had, uh, but that was pretty single-handedly, uh, you know, made inert by uh, Lois Lerner, the IRS, and um, and Barack Obama, as you know. And so here it is. I mean, since uh, 
you know, the damage that was done and the interference there. I mean, you talk about election interference, I mean, of a humongous sort that uh, they've been able to get away with. I mean, you know, even to this day, I mean, you still got the Tea Party organization, but it's, it's not the same that it was because of the impedance, you know, brought to you by uh, Lois Lerner and Barack Obama. And, and again, great example of very little accountability. Now, Congress back then, they did a good job. Folks might remember Trey Gowdy and Daryl Issa and those guys in the Oversight Committee. I mean, they were weeding, weeding things out, demanding answers, getting answers, holding people accountable to the, to the extent that they could. I think that's what a good example of oversight looks like, congressional oversight over these agencies. But ultimately, the goal of that movement was to rein in federal spending and Right. They, they did that partially with the budget caps and things like that that have since been busted. You know, I lost mm-hmm. how many times. Um, and I think the reason that Republicans don't pay a price for that with their own voters is their voters have moved on. And what it's mm-hmm. done is caused a litany of other problems, right, that we're funding right. our political opponents. We've driven inflation. Republicans have added trillions to the national debt. President Trump didn't care about federal spending. And so until the voters who send these Republicans to Congress say that, yes, we care about these other issues, too, but our number one priority is you need to get the debt and deficits and federal spending under control. We don't just want to hear you talk to talk. We don't just want to see you threaten a shutdown and then cave. We want to see you actually push for constructive budget solutions. Until they do that, we can't expect things to change. Well, and and to get through that process, Akash, as you know, uh, there's, going to be a pain, there's going to be pain here in River City because you've got so much in entitlements. People have been spoiled. Uh, they've been given all this free money. And uh, whenever there is, um, you know, a common sense approach to this, I mean, you and I can have this conversation. Uh, but when you've got, you know, families that uh, they've been raised on government money and government cheese and government uh, medical care and that, and you say, hey, look at, uh, you know, this is we, we can't sustain this level anymore. And you've got to step up. You know, we, we cannot uh, continue uh, with this uh, generational support and entitlements. It's not fair to everybody else, and uh, it puts us all at risk. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Do you know someone?